The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. My guest right now, his cabinet colleague, a Minister for Energy and the Environment, and the Green Party leader, Eamon Ryan. Minister, you're welcome to the show. I mean, how confident are you that you've struck the right balance with this budget? Oh, well, you always, you, like, there'll be things missing and there be, we'll find out, you know, that some maybe measure has to be changed. But by and large, uh, I think it is the right balance. I think in a variety of ways, firstly, um, between you know, how big the intervention uh, and some people may be criticised to say, oh, you know, you have to be careful, inflation's high and would you add to it? I don't think we will. I, I think there were in very particular circumstances but uh, and at the same time, um, it's not. Uh, some others might argue it should be more, and you, you listen to that. But actually, if you look at it, um, it, it is very significant. And the three measures of protecting people through this winter, and this is a different budget to anyone I've been. I've done about eight or nine budgets now, I think, of my life, and this one is different to all the others. It, it's it's a crisis budget, not like back in the financial crisis, or not like in COVID. It's very specific circumstances of very hard winter ahead because of high bills and high interest rates at the same time. And I think the key job in this budget was to protect people as best we can. Now, it, we can't, and I think, I think we've said this all along, you can't fully cover for all those interest rate rises and, and uh, energy price rises. But I think with the combination of social welfare increases, credits to people's bills and business supports, which we do need because the most important protection is keeping jobs. Mm. I think those three elements add up to what is not an insignificant package. And I think the approach where we're doing it, review in in March, is is appropriate because no one knows how this war is going to go. Yeah. That's why it's different. It is that war in Ukraine, which is actually turned upside down the entire European continent and, and, and us too. And that's why it's different. Yeah, because I was going to ask, I mean, is that the danger when you look into the economic crystal ball is that the specific circumstances that exist today, that they continue to exist and they might even exist this time next year, that you end up with a frozen war in Ukraine, that Putin doesn't go anywhere and that the gas continues, the taps continue to be shut off. Uh, 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 kind of uh, at his whim. We can't control that and that's why there is a balance And as I haven't budget. even mentioned the UK slipping into quite yeah. a serious recession our biggest trading partner beside us. Which is not good for us. Um, but that's why I think the balance is right because as well as putting that those additional three big interventions social welfare, credits and and uh, business supports we've also put aside uh, for reserve funding effectively 6 billion euros 2 billion this, 2 billion this year and 4 billion next and I think that was appropriate I think it was appropriate um, because we don't know what way the war is going to go and we do have to keep review. And it's likely, unfortunately, not just to be the, sec- the next six months. So it gives us at least some flexibility in that regard. Um, the other measure, I think, the other critical thing to what we were trying to do in this budget, and I think we have done, um, because inflation is such an issue in cost of living, like there are various ways you can address it, you know, increasing social welfare, or giving people cash. But the other way we wanted to do it was to reduce the cost of public services. So reduce the cost of public transport. We've done that. Like, it's significant. If you're under 24, 50% reduction is not small. Uh, reduce the cost of childcare. Like, that's not insignificant. It's a 25% reduction. And the really clever thing, the way Roderick did it, was he actually got agreement with the providers beforehand that uh, on the kind of paying conditions and so on uh, and their resources so that all the reduction will go to the parents, not to increase prices. So he's done it in a way that's really clever because it actually guarantees that the money goes back to the parents. Um, uh, 
And other examples of that, I think the free school books is another example. Okay, it's next September, but next September we have to plan for now. If you're a parent with kids going to primary school, that's not a small cost. You know, they're kind of having to fork out every year. So there are a number of examples like that where where we target, we, what we wanted to do was co- reduce the cost of the public services where we have some control and in that way help fight inflation. Um, do you suspect you will be back in March with a supplementary budget? I listen, this is, uh, first, I don't think we should be doing what, what happened over the last year, maybe every second week, you know, the opposition becomes, oh, we have to have a mini budget next week. And I think we have to be careful of that because that doesn't, you wouldn't necessarily get it right, just literally changing every week or every second month. Um, this will continue to evolve. Like I'm going to Brussels on Friday where for an emergency, second emergency meeting of European energy ministers. And at that, we'll, we, we will be looking at the provisions for windfall taxation in effect or, or windfall methods to take some of the excess profits that are going to the energy sector and bring it back to the public. So it's not as if there won't be kind of, you know, th- further things to be done. Um, but I think it is appropriate in May to come, in March to come back because We'll a better idea then is what's happened to energy prices, what's happening with the war. So I, I think we're we were clear today. That's our target: get through the yeah. winter and then review where we are. Uh, uh, Ono Brin, the Sinn Féin housing spokesperson, suggested here in studio earlier that the government could move on uncoupling the price of gas and the price of electricity ahead of the European Union. We didn't need to wait for them to do that. Just for people well, at home who, who wonder I, why I, companies who generate electricity through renewables are making money hand over fist because their input costs haven't gone up significantly but well, be, but their their wholesale price is tied to gas. Well in fairness I think firstly the method of attracting a, a windfall charge on the electricity sector will effectively do that. It is actually putting a cap. Um, secondly I don't think the way Sinn Féin are doing it or they're going about it is the right way. They're effectively implementing a, the same strategy as the U- British government and I don't think that's clever for a whole variety of complex reasons. But thirdly, in this wartime situation, we do do things in a European coordinated way because what's actually a play here, what Putin is doing, is to try and divide Europe. So we've agreed, and I'm working with the European Commissioner, I was speaking to her yesterday for energy, to, yes, we review the market structures. We do need to do that, but we don't do it unilaterally. We do it as part of a coordinated approach because we're strongest together in Europe. What what the Russian government want to do is make sure we all divide and scatter, and I don't think that would make sense. Could you ask Minister Ryan why Grant Grants for solar panels have not increased or VAT on them abolished. Fortune favours the brave. Well, the grants have introduced. We've just in last week introduced a grant for farmers and businesses. Um, we've we, we've a huge, I think, the, the applications, for, I don't have the statistic here in front of me, but we're seeing it a doubling or trebling in the number of households who are putting up sol- solar PV. It's take, I think that's four and a half thousand, I'm going in memory here now, I think four and a half thousand households so far this year. So it's, it's actually taking so you don't, off. you don't need to in- increase the grant for households would be the argument is it that the incentive is there the money saving incentive is, is well, now there to make it facilitation the Sustainable Energy Authority of Ireland do that help people uh, and it's not just homes like we, we announced last week what we're going to do is to go every go to every school in the country uh, in the next three years we'll take that sort of time uh, and put a PV uh, supply in every school and I think that's good for the school firstly it save money but secondly I think it's part of a, of a cultural change this moment in time of change a really hard time we used to switch away from the use of fossil fuels we switch to renewables, our own power. We reduce our carbon emissions at the same time we do that. We reduce our energy bills. We create employment. And I think 
that's what my focus is on. My job in the next two years, mm. two and a half years in government is delivery, is delivering that solar revolution, delivering an offshore wind industry, delivering public transport. It's delivering practical ways of protecting us from this dependency on fossil fuels. OK, you mentioned carbon emissions. If the point and the logic behind a carbon tax is to encourage us to change behaviour, what's the logic in offsetting the increase in carbon tax? Well, there is a there is a logic in that. First, in that the Nora levy, which is a separate levy, separate it, it applies on all oils and includes in mm. that as heating oil and, and oil for industrial and other uses. That is a, a, an, an area where we do have to target. The European Union measures tend to target gas and electricity. We wanted something on oil. Um, we've also got agreement that we will continue to fund the climate fund, which the normal levy goes into, so it doesn't diminish our ambition on climate. And thirdly, at this point in time, we've looked at, and, and we it was last year, we, we kind of indicated we would uh, use a reduction in the Nora levy. It is a cost of living crisis. The price of oil and fossil fuels is so high that that in that kind of incentive to switch is already there. It was in my mind correct for. So why increase it in the first place? Well, well, why, 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 why increase the carbon well, tax the as levy, planned? The Nora levy, well, first... Now, forget the Nora levy for a moment. Why okay. increase... I mean, just uh, applying the logic you just, you just espoused. What's the point? Because we had a 32% increase in the money to help people improve their homes. And that comes from the carbon levy. And the industry know that that comes each year. It's growing each year. We've, we've gone from about a third of a billion last year to half a billion this year. We were, we've gone from doing 15,000 houses uh, last year. Next year, we'll do... 20, I think it's 30,000, 27,000 I think it is we're aiming from, for and it's that certainty that the money you raise is going to help people improve their homes, is going to increase social welfare protection, it's going to help small farmers switch. That's the real strength of it. The money is guaranteed towards the solutions we need. In terms of solutions, uh, retrofits, deep retrofits, part of the, the, the solutions uh, for the climate crisis here in Ireland and reducing carbon emissions and dependency, household dependency on fossil fuels. Cara Augustenberg, who you know and mm-hmm. member of the Climate Change Advisory Council was with me a little bit earlier. She was a bit disappointed that given how much money was uh, being given away in this budget, uh, that more was not allocated to help boost that retrofit scheme, to make it cheaper for people and to make that target of 500,000 retrofits by 2030 realistic. We will be introducing a loan, a low-cost loan, and that's probably one of the most important things because actually at the time when interest rates are going up, having a loan scheme, which we'll introduce early next year, that allows people to borrow more cheaply to do it is critical. The second key measure is the funding hasn't been the key constraint. We haven't found that it was a shortage of funding was holding us back. What it was was workers and, and having enough people in the retrofitting industry. So what was also announced today, significant expansion of the apprenticeships and skill nets courses that allow people to go into that industry. And at a time when certain sections of the economy are going to be in difficult, you know, anything maybe which is exporting into the UK or into the continent where, you know, we're going to be hit by some of the knock-on effects of what's happening there. If there's if there's any labour kind of uh, market uh, problems, what we'll be saying is we've an open door. We will weave the jobs in the retrofitting and in the renewable en- energy industries, fitting solar panels, improving people's homes, developing new en- energy industries. So 
So I believe that's the constraint. It wasn't the budget which was constrained for us. It was the workers. And we think we are actually the path now to solving that. OK, uh, listen, before you go, can I just get your response to the criticism from some quarters, including as well, Ono Brain earlier, that this was a budget for the well off more than anyone else. Uh, and for the justification for, say, someone on 36 grand, they're 191 euro better off. In terms of income tax, uh, the income tax changes, somebody on 150 grand, they're almost 1500 quid plus the, better we off. would test any budget we're in as, as party it has to be progressive and the last three budgets have been and we go to the independent ESRI and, and the other models to show are the poorest people protected most and if you look at this budget and that they divide it up into 10 what they call 10 deciles from the kind of poor sections of society to the wealthiest those in the lower incomes got the most benefit uh, and you can never do enough it's never that you're satisfied with that but that is a first test that we do in any budget and this budget like the last two of this government was progressive Minister Eamon Ryan Minister thanks so many for joining us here in studio the Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.